Welcome to episode 156. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at. With your host, Shane Chapman and Way Laurent. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to November, everybody. Woo, 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 woo. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Bryce Wolaniak, Shane Chapman here to service you today. Not that kind of service. Through your speakers. <laughs> eargasms. Have you ever heard of service eargasms? your ear holes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Uh, how do you feel about eargasms? Well, I mean, that sounds like, what is that? What is that thing that you like to listen to? I think you like oh, to watch what? those videos. Oh, uh, ASMR. Like that. Yeah. The ASMR stuff. Are those eargasms? They could be. Yep. But how do you feel about Q-tips? I like Q-tips. I love Q-tips. They go in your ears. Oh, they're so good. They feel so good. But I hate. I'm. I've had enough of these of Q-tips? medical ep- experts <laughs> and their vaccine. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going. Whoa. There. I'm not going there. I have had enough of these medical people saying you shouldn't stick Q-tips in your ears. Pound sand. That's one of the best feelings of life. <laughs> right. Like, until you go too far. Yeah, but just don't then. Just don't. Like, who's doing this? Children. Who's lining it up, getting in there, and then giving a little it's, tap on the end? And, like, it's no different than them having to put a, like, diagram on a plastic bag saying, like, don't put this in a crib. Right. But the th- I always see these. I always, like, I don't know how much time I'm spending on ear swabs. <laughs> but... <laughs> I've seen it enough times where they have diagrams like it doesn't actually work anyway. It just pushes the wax back up. And no, mm, like how much no. shit do you have in there that you're no. Yeah. Like do it frequently enough. And like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I can, I feel like I can put a Q-tip Q-tip end in my ear and it could hover like my ear hole is big enough for the Q-tip. I'm not jamming anything in there. Right. Do you, so do you do it like after you shower? I have to go around the outside. Two Q-tip heads go around the outside, around the outside, around the I was outside. Just listening to Eminem today, right? So I don't see the issue. I think. Do you go in dry though, or wet? What? Yeah, with a the Q-tip. Yeah, <laughs> dry man. What okay, are you talking you, about? So, so when you I'm come out, of, do you do it when you come out of the shower? <laughs> I mean, you're servicing <laughs> ear holes. Uh, yeah. Or do you just no? Of or course, do you just I go. go or do you just like? Like, Are you asking the, if I wet the Q-tip first? Well, no, I wasn't, but then I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> no, I don't wet the Q-tip. Are you asking if I do it after a shower when my ears might already have water in them? Maybe? Yeah, or when your ears I are could, dry. I could enter. I can do. I'll do both. Oh, okay, that's weird. When you do the when you do them dry, it's which weird. parts? No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Why is it weird? Because then you're pushing shit in your ear. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. What are you pushing in your ear? At worst, water. A Q-tip. Yeah, no, when you're when they're dry, like when your ears are dry, you're pushing the no, wax. no, no, no. The no, wax no. comes out no, so no. much better. Come on, when you just got out of the shower. No, like, how do I? What's a good analogy? I don't know that I have one. I, you don't. But imagine, okay, here we go. Imagine this. Imagine this, Bryce. Imagine, imagine this all the people. Imagine you have a tube. A tube. It's like, it's like two feet deep, and but it's like eight inches around. Okay. And there's some shit stuck to the side of the tube and you got to get it off. Right. And so you just reach your arm in there, right? And you're, the tube's eight inches around. So you're not touching the sides of the tube when you go in. Okay. Then you grab the shit but and you, you don't scoop grab it out. With a Q-tip. Well, then you do this then. With your hand, you go. And you only get, if you only get to see this motion if you're on the Instagram. <laughs> then you just like, you wipe around the sides, you pull back out. At no point are you, is the thing that's going in bigger than the hole. So it's not pushing anything back in there. Okay. 
That's my argument. Okay. It, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just have ears that don't have... You just got really... I got really big ear holes. Big maybe. ear holes. Is this... Like, do you have problems with getting your Q-tip? Like, no. is it, are you packing when you go in I'm there? I'm not packing. Yeah, see, I'm I don't, not packing I don't think the packing issue is real. No, I don't think it's real either. So, conspiracy. Uh, yeah? Keep, <laughs> keep using uh, Q-tips. They're fantastic. And we're going to have, we're going to be playing these all day and they're not even going to know what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, I know. They're going to have to listen afterwards, which is good. You get a double listenership out of them. Yeah. People. All right. Uh, is it time? Yes. Okay. I don't know if this is useless. Is this useful information? Could be. Okay. So I feel like we've already given people lots of useful information today. About Q-tips. Yeah, don't feel bad about using them with Q-tips. That's my tip for the day. So I went out on the internet, the wide web, and I found 15 of the most innovative inventions when well, it comes to saving the environment. Oh, this sounds like a good one. Yeah. Okay. Number one, organic burial pods. Organ For burying what? You. <laughs> For burying you. Okay. Each year, 4 million acres of hardwood are forested to cut down and construct uh, wooden caskets. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah. So what are, they, what are these made out of? Uh, they're made out of... I don't know what they're made out of. <gasps> oh, and they like put a tree pods. in? Yeah, they're like pods that will... Oh, that's amazing. ...allow you to become fertilizer... And then a tree grows on top oh, of it. Oh, how can you be mad about this? This is great. Why hasn't right. this taken off yet? They should sell those at Home Depot. I don't know. But for real, though, the expense of buying an actual casket that's like, for I wonder what? how much these cost. For what? I don't know. And I'm, like, I've never been concerned about the trees and the casket part. I'm just like, why does that cost $15,000? I feel like I'd rather be cremated. Yeah. Or turn into a beautiful cherry blossom tree. A beautiful cherry blossom tree. <laughs> like, for real, though. I've only been to a few funerals, but like you don't get to enjoy the casket very much. Yeah. Why are they so nice? You're going to put that sucker in the ground. So do you, are you, are you like when you're dead, you're dead or are you like when you're dead, you're not dead? Oh no, I'm fully coming back, but <laughs> I'm just not caring, caring what I went into the ground in. Okay. That's fair. I will be back out. You'll be back. And I will haunt shit. So our bookkeeper, if we're going to go down this path, <laughs> our bookkeeper used to hunt. What, how do, what do you call this? Uh, would you call a it paranormal? Hunting? A paranormal detective? Detective? Uh, investigator? Investigator. That's there we better. go. Yeah. A PI. Yeah. So her and her husband used to be, used to do this. They used to, they used in to get hired in Regina yeah. to go and like uh, explore or investigate paranormal activity. What do you, what's, what's she brought some of her recordings to work the other day. And what's the payoff for getting a paranormal investigator? You're just like, oh, thank God it's a ghost and not my pipes exploding. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> like, why do you hire that person? Yeah, not that I'm saying that what they what they were doing because you're only hiring them if you already think weird shit's going on. Exactly, like, weird shit's going on, and they come in, they're like, yep, weird shit's going on. Weird shit's going on. <laughs> exactly. Okay, sounds good. And then if they say like. Nope, didn't see any weird shit. It's not like you're like, oh, must have been in my head then. <laughs> like, you're still like, oh, no, I, I experienced weird shit. Right. Exactly. I see what you're saying. It changes yeah. nothing. It changes nothing. Yeah. I guess you might have to get your furnace fixed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. F fix your furnace when it's working fine. That's my latest experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Number two, plastic edible 
Plastic-free edible flight meal trays. Plastic-free edible so you flight can, meals. You can what? You can eat your entire meal and you and won't know the difference tray. between the meal and the tray in most cases. Because it all tastes like styrofoam. It all tastes like cardboard. Yep. So there you go. So what's it made out of? Why and is it tasty? Bana- banana leaves and wheat bran. And so it t- does it have like a muffiny flavor or what? Yeah. Maybe like a chippy flavor. I've never had one. That's cool. So who's doing this? Is there any any uh, uh, plate, plate any airlines doing this? Priestman good? I don't know. No, it doesn't. But look why? Good okay, hold on though. Why just why just airline? Passenger flights accumulate almost 5.7 million tons of garbage per year. Yeah, but like apply that to the fast hmm. food industry or something. Like put like there's a bigger use case for this than just airplanes. I don't know. You you're saving the world, Shane. One meal at a time. One meal at a time. I'm going to eat this planet into greenness. <laughs> Number three, plastic eating caterpillars. Oh, what? Yep. Cambridge. Hold on. No, don't actually hold on, though. Okay. I'm, I'm eager to hear more. Okay. Cambridge University researchers discovered that uh, moth larvae can chew through plastic. For and real? It, like yeah. all types? Yeah. Any type of plastic waste. And they actually like consume, digest it, and then excrete What? Something biodegradable? Doesn't say. But they can eat it. They just reshape the plastic and they just turn <laughs> it. They turn it into their wings, man. <laughs> it turns into like plastic pellets instead. Yeah. Well, so if that so what, they made these things? Did they no did they, they biohack these caterpillars or it's just a natural no, caterpillar? It's just a natural thing. So what are they thinking? That you could take like a landfill full of plastic and put a bunch of caterpillars in it and problem solved. Or like the ocean, because there's all that like I don't floating think caterpillars will live garbage in the ocean. That would be a failed experiment. Okay, okay, okay. Though we dumped 65 million uh, caterpillars in the ocean, turns out they don't <laughs> breathe under there. Turns out they're all fish food. <laughs> yeah. Uh, biodegradable coolers is number four. Because oh, apparently okay. styrofoam coolers are a big thing in the states yeah i can see that those aren't good for the environment but also like how often are you replacing your cooler is it no like you know those like white plastic yeah one use or not plastic one styrofoam use. one use okay coolers? yeah those are bad that's idea. what they're talking about okay sure not great Number can you five. eat it no you can't partially biodegradable vegan leather what uh yeah, let's skip that one. <laughs> uh, it didn't sound that Banana good. Banana leaves again. Sounds yep. like maybe. Solar-powered, glow-in-the-dark bicycle path. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. If it wasn't under snow four months of the year here. Yeah, so. Well, that's cool, though. Saves, like, you don't need any additional power supply running that's really along cool. your bike so path. So can we make the whole road like that, not just the bike path? There is that later on. And does it does it emit heat? No. There's no heat. No heat. Doesn't like with light come heat? Like in some capacity? You know where I'm yeah, going. I with understand. Could where you're it going. keep the roads clear? Probably. From snow and ice. Probably. I heard that That'd the be incredible. I heard that the um the Tesla shingles. Yes. They um they basically clear the snow off the roof themselves because of the heat because they generate heat as well yeah okay well that's pretty cool uh sneakers and sportswear made from plastic ocean waste hold on can we go back a little bit is the tesla shingles thing is that thing like is that it happened 
it yeah, but happens. like, is it like it's hmm. happening? Like, it's like yeah. people are buying these things and they're they're available now. And like, if I wanted to, I could get those. Yeah, you have to design your roof a little differently. I think up here. Okay, you have to like increase the pitch. Increase the pitch. Yeah, so like it's a much steeper roof. Angle to the sun. Yeah, and so the how snow, do you do that? Snow comes off. That seems like a bit of a process. Okay, but that's a it's know. a freaking amazing idea. Yeah. As is just what anything that Elon Musk does and thinks of. Did you see his latest tweet? Nope. I'll solve I'll solve world world hunger. I'll donate six billion dollars if someone can prove to me how that will solve world hunger. Yeah, because somebody called him out. Some like Time magazine, I can't remember who it was. Somebody was like, if if uh, Elon Musk just donated two percent of his wealth, he would be able to solve world hunger. Yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, no, I don't think $6 billion will do it. Yeah. But if it does, if you can prove how it will, I'll I, do it. No problem. I'll do it now. Yeah. Right. But so. I think we all know that's not the answer. And you know what? If $6 billion would do it, it's not his freaking responsibility. What about the government who spends trillions of dollars on useless things? Yes. If all it's going to take is $2 million bucks or $6, $6 billion, bucks, dollars, get after I'm it. I'm pretty sure everybody in the world could pitch in Like, for let's that. go. Right. Trudeau has spent that much much in fuel for his plane this year. Mm-hmm. Like... So, okay, let's get on to a few more here. Number 13, plastic made roads that last 10 times as long as asphalt. Oh, well, that's good. If we're going to put plastic somewhere, put it on the roads, I guess. Not by means of throwing your shit out your window, but yeah. So It's 60% stronger. How's more the durable, traction on it? Eco-friendly. They don't say... But so is this happening right now? Somebody's yeah. actually making these a roads. A UK-based company okay. called McReber. So they get lots of rain. They would have to have some sort of traction. That's right. Yeah. McReber. McReber. Fully transparent solar cells are also on this list. Oh, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> for your windows? Or yes, what? for your windows. You can are use your it. windows it's at the right angle? Transparent material. Well. The more shit you get that captures the sun's sure. energy, the better. Yeah. All your car windows? Yeah. Potentially. That'd be good. So that's what I, that's here's that. what I understand. If you can um, have a, a soul, like a car, yeah. an EV car, yeah. why can't you just make the roof solar panels and like get some charge out of that thing? I know there's companies, look, there's, they're hinting that the, Cybertruck might have such a thing, and there's like other ones that are hinting at that. But why is it just being hinted at now? It seems like something that's so logical that you could just do. Right. I don't know. But like, I think you should be able to do it. Yeah. Why, why not? Why not? Make I, the damn hood of the car. I mean, solar panel too. I think, Clear solar panel. I think Toyotas have like an energy gathering system from the heat gathered from the brakes. Yeah. Okay. Here it's like you can go. do that, right? You can't put some solar panels on top of your car? I guess so. And put a heat capture system in the seat, too. So when you're farting... <laughs> methane capture. Methane capture in your Tesla. That'd be really good. Um, okay, we done... Hey, how was your Halloween, by the way? It was awesome. Was it? Yeah. What'd you do? Did you dress up? I went trick-or-treating. No, I didn't. But your daughter did? Yeah. And she dressed up as... The Grim Reaper. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, good for her. And next year, she's going to be Voldemort. Oh, wow. From Harry Potter. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Wow. She's got a dark side. Yeah. Hey? Yeah, she does. She's very bubbly. And then at the same time, 
into weird horror stuff. Did you, did she have lots of success? Did she, she we fill got, up a pillowcase full? Two or? pillowcase fulls. Because we went wow. hard. Yeah, you went for a little bit, hey? Yeah. I told you about my story, trick-treating, right? You I told did. you my Put kids. So mean lady. Yeah. I, I did not dress up, but uh, my wife and I, and actually her sister, took our kids out, three of them, age yeah. 14, four and two. They were all dressed up. My 14-year-old was a zombie um, with skin melting off his face. Nice. Sweet. My four-year-old was a, uh, what did he go as? He went as a ninja. And my two-year-old was supposed to go as like a construction worker wearing a little like backhoe, but he would not wear it. So we Did put it, the so hat? we went as a dragon instead. Of oh. <laughs> we gave him a dragon jacket and a dragon toque. Um, so we were having a great old time, but we went out a little bit earlier because young kids, but like we were at this lady's house at 5.15. So it's, it's not like it was Sunday. It wasn't, yeah, it was Sunday. It wasn't like it was one o'clock or anything. It was yeah. 5.15. There was other kids out trick-or-treating. She had decorations all over her lawn leading up to the door and like so she wanted people to come she was celebrating the holiday yep we had already gone to i don't know 30 houses by this point had no issues we get to her house when the kids knock on the door we kind of stood back as the parents a little bit and she basically like i don't know like guilted or scolded our kids for for knocking on her door because didn't they know that the light wasn't on Jeez. And they should know that they have interrupted her supper. God. God. <laughs> what the hell? What is wrong with you? And then proceeded to grab candy and give them the candy anyway. So she's, she's got to be a confusing person to deal with. Either yeah. shut up and give the candy out because mm-hmm. you're celebrating the holiday. And it's it's 515 on Halloween day. Yep. Or don't answer your door. Yeah. Or put a sign up. Yeah. As if the as if a four year old and a fourteen year old are supposed to know as if I'm supposed to know this Nobody's is some universal symbol. Know. Like I don't even know what light she was talking about. Why would you even have the light on? Because she's got all the it's still bright out. Yeah. Why would your porch light be on at five o'clock? Which light are you referring to? Your kitchen? Your you kitchen want me to come light. up there and peer through your window to see if your lights like <laughs> shake it off, lady. Like Are you eating holy. supper? I was choked. I hope she listens to this podcast. I hope she does too, because she should know that she's like, she defines Karen in that moment right there. Yeah. Like, what a heck. Like, for sure. Put a sign up then, or don't or get the decorations off your lawn. Or it. You okay, Shane? There are so many ways she could have handled this, <laughs> and she chose the bitchiest one. Yes. Like, yeah, for sure. To little kids. Like, grow up. <coughs> anyway. Hmm. Let's get on with the show. Now, remember last week when we were talking about whatever it was that we were talking about? We're not talking about that this week, though. It's a different (laughs) one this week. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Wade. Uh, (laughs) One of the benefits of using composite decking or composite decking is is it's environmentally friendly messaging. or sustainability, if you believe it. If you believe the messaging, then it's <laughs> then it becomes sustainability. Uh, but it it has a green message to it because there's a lot of recycled content within composite decking. I mean, it is green, not literally, not but the color, <laughs> not the color green. Do you think? Do you think it's environmentally friendly? Just off the, off the cuff. Yes, I do. Yeah. 
I think it is. I don't know what kind of emissions they're putting out. Do you? Now you're going to find out. <laughs> so a lot of these companies, the big ones anyway, use this um, green message in their marketing and they tell you how green they are as a way to sell the product to you and mm-hmm. a way as, as a competitive advantage per se. And so everybody's got these messages. So we thought, you thought, I thought, let's have a look at these guys and see like, are they as green as they say? Like, what's all the data that we can find on on how green each of these brands are? So you went through and you analyzed a few brands here. Yes. And we're going to go through Trex because they're the big, go- big dog. TimberTech because they're the big dog. They're big dog. Uh, Fibron because they're a uh, big dog. Medium-sized uh, cat. Decorators because they're, they're a big dog. <laughs> and <laughs> so you found some big dogs. Now, you it was easy to find information on Trex, TimberTech, Fibron. Not as easy for decorators. Yeah. And Wolf, you took a peek at as well. I didn't, but... You didn't look at Wolf. I didn't look at Wolf No messaging there for them. There's nothing. So we're going to talk a little bit about... sure they're green. ...the big four then. Yeah. We'll talk about... We'll talk about the big four. You can go through your... uh, You can go through your methodology and your findings. Okay. So I basically categorized everybody based on the percentage of recycled materials in each board. Okay. The net waste created during the manufacturing process, mm. the amount of net water used. Mm. I, I know this is riveting mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, does the company have any environmental fines? Because that oh, seems important. Interesting. Interesting. <clears throat> Planning is everything. Yeah? <laughs> okay. And so th- that was your five criteria? No, there was only four. Oh, four criteria. The fifth criteria was <clears throat> the commitment of the company to eco-friendliness. So, like, how do, do they, you do they have an do they have an environmental policy, which everybody should? Okay. Uh, do they have the stats to back it up, and do they talk about it? Okay. So, how do you want to go do, through this? Like, you want to go through all the companies number one. Yeah, thing we can first, do that. or do you want to do it good. by company? Let's do that. Let's, okay, let's go by. I just feel for comparison's sake that might be easier. Yeah, that's that's way better than what I was going to do. Oh, sweet. Okay, tracks, composite boards only, because that's all they do. So let's preface that I do have PVC in here, so a little bit of PVC too. So when we're when we're talking when this analysis is primarily around wood, plastic, composite brands, right? Because there is different types of maintenance-free decking out there that people would like call it even though it's not there's pvc deck boards yeah. that have traditionally not been as environmentally environmentally friendly due to the fact that they traditionally used virgin plastic they didn't use any recycled material whatever so on and so forth i always thought you could make a message around that though that like it lasts forever mm-hmm. so it still is kind of environmentally friendly even though it's using virgin plastic those deck boards are going to last what like 70 years yes yes pvc as opposed to wood you would replace eight times yep. in that time and cut down a ton of trees. Mm-hmm. So there's still a message there you could use, but we're talking about the wood plastic composite brands. Yes. And PVC now. also has the bit. benefit of being, since it's made from virgin virgin plastic, you can recycle it again. After it's been after expended its after life. After you pull it off your deck. Right. So it's not all bad news, but I have the odd time had a customer say that they didn't, very few, but the ones that have been doing the research on environmentally friendly, I've had a couple over the years say, I don't want to use PVC because it's not as environmentally friendly. That's fair. So there you go. Um, so Mero uno. Trex, 95% recycled materials in their boards. 
They are the first company in the world of wood alternative decking to to make 95%. That's a big so number. Yeah. 95% of it being recycled. That's yeah. that's a good news story. Uh it's all reclaimed wood and recycled plastic. Okay. So they don't chop down trees, they curate the materials from landfills. So which they're is using different like, from other companies, so they're using like the unused hmm. portions of trees that have been already kind of like milled and used. They're using the waste from that essentially, right? Yep. Yeah, so that's good. And they use plastic bags, so and like milk jugs and stuff like that, but 1.5 billion plastic bags each year. Yeah, I think that's uh, like I think it's fantastic that they can use up the the scrap wood components. However, that stuff's biodegradable. It, it's not harming anything after it's been used. But it's cool that they can still take it and use something, use yep. it for something. Yep. But the plastic part—that's the big—is awesome. Yeah, because that crap doesn't biodegrade. Exactly. Just, that's it just a stays there. Plastics are a problem. Any product that you can like take garbage plastic and reuse it in some capacity is pretty cool. Um, the only thing that isn't recycled is the capping. The capping has to be. Yeah, I was gonna say that's new. the core of the board. So if people aren't familiar, the way most composite deck boards are made, I've gone full American on my pronunciation of that. Full in this episode. The board. The way most composite decking is made these days is with a cap layer. So yeah. they've got a core that's recycled plastic and wood fiber that's mixed together and extruded out but then there's a layer of pure plastic over top that protects the core from the sun and the uv and the water and everything else Mm -hmm. that cap layer virgin plastic you're saying virgin plastic not recycled there nope but that so that's the five percent that's the five percent it's the cap layer it's just the cap perfect okay on to fibron 94 percent of their composite deck boards are made of recycled materials slackers yeah i know they couldn't quite get there apparently Nice, big, thick 6% cap, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. They also so I wonder, have a PVC line. I wonder if that right there comes from the fact that their boards are mostly 15 sixteenths of an inch. I wonder if it's just like there's less oh. core. Would that make sense? Less core, so the ratio with that cap layer ends up being 1% difference because the board's a 16th thinner. More cap? Like the cap no, you might have the same change. amount of cap, but just because yeah. the board's thinner, you use less core. Therefore, there's less core to make up the recycled portion of the board. Fair enough. Yep. Oh, man. They should make these things like two inches thick so that they could say 99%. <laughs> You're really going to really gonna work that marketing mm, angle yeah. on that one. Yep. Their PVC decking is probably 100% virgin plastic because they didn't talk about it at all. Right. They've got their anyway. promenade and their paramount lines of straight PVC decking. They make both. Yeah. And no mention of that in their environmental stuff. They don't talk about it. Then there's nothing to talk about. There you go. They've decided. So obviously there's <laughs> nothing there. All virgin plastic. But TimberTech, on the other hand. Oh, yeah. Their wood plastic composite boards are 80%, at least 80% recycled content. So they're a little lower. Interesting. I wonder why that is. I'm not sure. But their PVCs are approximately 50% recycled materials now. So that's pretty good. I know at one time it, that was not the case. I believe that changed about a couple years ago. I remember there was a there was a conspiracy out there about why the core of the boards of the Azek boards changed color and became more gray. And the answer was because they started using recycled plastic. And that's so the right. core of the board color changed. Yeah. I was at the plant. I've been to TimberTech and Fibron, not Trex. TimberTech, 
I re- specifically remember them saying at that time, which yep. was probably four-ish years ago, that their ASIC lines were 100% virgin plastic as well, and they could not use mm-hmm. recycled plastic due to the impurities or something, um, and the foaming agent and that reaction being too sensitive that if there's, like, they needed it to be pure virgin plastic for that reason. And so obviously they've, you know, science. Yeah. So science I, has allowed them to do that. That's good. And they seem to be the most dedicated to researching in that area. So I'm, I'm interested though. Why 80%? I wonder as, as somebody who's not, um, a deck nerd per se, like you're not, yeah. And maybe you're becoming one, I don't I know, know. but I know a lot more now. Yeah. But as somebody from a homeowner angle, when you read that, did you think like, Oh, it's not as good when you read those numbers? Did, was that your gut? Was that how you felt? Well, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not ninety five percent to be and to just preface this whole but thing. This care? is Bryce perusing their websites, right? Yeah, I wasn't doing anything. And so, if like there's numbers really that are incorrect deep. or no longer right, don't blast us. This yeah. is what's on your website. Fix your website because yeah, I'm like on. I'm like, is it still really? Is it only? 80? It seems like to me like that number is like an old number or something. Because why would it only be eighty percent? It might be it. an old number. I got most of the stats from the 2020 ESG report. Now, part of this. Part of this, and it won't be the won't make up the whole thing, but they cap their boards all sides, or most of most of their lines they do. Oh, so if we're saying that that you know that on a Trex board, five uh, percent of the product is cap, then by default, then kind of wouldn't this wouldn't ten percent of the thing be capping on a TimberTech board potentially? That may account for some of the lesser number, but not all of it. Well, I mean, a lot of the surface area, if it's capped on all sides, right? Like the largest surface area would be at the bottom and the top. Yes. And you're leaving half of the board either uncapped in Trex's yeah. case to get 95%, right? Yeah. I'm sure they'll all have their reasons and they'll tell you why they have to do it that way and why it's better than the other guys, but let's move on to decorators. You pulled these numbers from their marketing materials, essentially. Essentially. So, so they said good it. the story as it can get. Yeah. Decorators. Decorators. Uh, didn't talk about it. Anywhere. Nothing. Wood so, plastics or mineral-based plastics. Yeah, Decorators has the two different lines, right? So Fibron makes both a wood plastic composite and a PVC. Yep. TimberTech also makes a wood plastic composite and a PVC. Trex only does wood plastic composite. Decorators does wood plastic composite and mineral-based composite. So kind of different again. Right. They're, they're, I was going to say they're bread and butter, but no, their flagship lines are the mineral-based stuff. Which has a different story altogether because it doesn't use wood filler. It uses like mineral uses filler. like a calcium. Yeah. Something, something, something. But interesting that they don't talk about the any environmentally friendly messaging or if there's any, maybe the, there must not be any recycled material in it, maybe. Right. And it's if there is, they're, possible. they're not talking about it. Uh, so. Not where you looked anyway. In the percentage of recycled materials, Trex wins. That category. They hair it out by and, 1%. And decorators loses. Yeah, because they didn't talk about it at all, and that's all you needed to do. All you need to do to be in that category, to be in this category, talk about your recycled about content. So yeah, and again, this is not this is not an exhaustive no, three I, month investigative I didn't study. Really this is what's available to the average homeowner to go look up. This is what people are going to see, right? So these rankings are how you're being perceived, not necessarily yeah how well you're actually doing, but the perception of. This is that Trex is the most environmentally friendly. Closely felt like almost indistinguishably so with Fibron. With Fibron, yeah. And then a bit of a fall off to TimberTech and then decorators say nothing, mean nothing. 
Yes, exactly. Uh, Timber Tech was a, was pretty good, but uh, okay. Net waste created by manufacturing process. I know that's a weird thing to talk about, but no, the, but it's it's, it, it's good though. Yeah, like what's yeah what? Do you, so Trex claims to recycle nearly one hundred percent of the factory scrap from the manufacturing process back into the max manufacturing line. Okay. Uh, so it also integrates scrap boards into new products and they send all the hazardous waste that needs to be re recycled to recycling facilities. Um, yeah, they are looking for ways to channel waste from other parts of the business into the manufacturing process. Like leftover material from the manufacturing is being researched as packaging for new Trex products. So there's just not a whole lot of bundled waste that, that finds its way out of the Trex plant, unless it's headed no. to some secondary recycling. That's right. Somewhere. Yeah. But their own boards that don't pass through some sort of quality assessment, yep. quality control, get ground back up, put back into the to the hopper, and away it goes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Same with Fibron. 98.5% of their waste from their manufacturing process. I feel like they could have said 100 Nearly a hundred. If they were rounding to the tenth, yeah, they could have yeah. been like nearly a hundred. Yeah. And uh, so does same it thing. does it say why one point five percent of it's not? No, they never. Or said where that. that goes? No, they left that part. Interesting. Out. Now another good thing you put in you have written down there misfit boards to router clippings. Yeah, that, that's like, the range of of waste that they, they have. Yeah, they'll use anything. Right, and so. One thing that's different between how Trex makes their boards and how Fibron makes their boards is how that groove is put in there. And this is, I've never once in my life thought about what that means for uh, Green Story, but Trex's boards are right, extruded, yeah. extruded with the groove in it. So the shape of the mold it has the groove they push in it or whatever they do. Fibron's boards all come out square plank and they cut the groove in afterwards, which I guess would generate waste. Yeah. The the shavings that they have to clip, like that come out of the router bit that's cutting into the saw blades, cutting into the side of the board, mm -hmm. um, would generate uh, like a fair amount. On one board, probably not much, but you're doing that 24 7, yeah. 365. That's exactly. probably a ton of essentially like kind of sawdust yep. that piles up somewhere. And so, yeah, a lot of that gets recycled is a good news story. Put it back in. Excellent. Okay. They're the only ones, yes. I think, in this list that cut, well, decorators cut theirs too, but. Um, they probably don't talk about it. No, exactly. Yeah, they don't <laughs> talk about it. Uh, TimberTech, 99% of internal scrap generated gets put back into the system. 99%. 99%. That sounds like one of those lawyers things where it's like, don't say 100. It said approximately Don't nine. say 100. They very specifically said approximately. Somebody will walk out of the plant with some plastic stuck in their shoe and yeah. then somebody will see that. Uh, decorators did not publish this information Come on, anywhere man. that was easily found. Come on, man. So... Again, it's pretty much a tie. That's a wash, I'd it's say. It's a tie between I mean, basically, they're all saying, like, we don't have we don't have waste. Yeah, exactly. We reuse all of our waste, or yeah. damn near all of it. Uh, so that's really good. Number three was the net water used during the manufacturing process. Now, this, I believe that those, hold on, on number two, oh, yeah, I believe yeah. that those are probably all with regards to the wood plastic composite yes. lines. yes. Because I remember, and maybe this has changed, I don't know, but I remember being at, I can't remember if it was the Fibron plant or the TimberTech plant, seeing piles of like PVC uh, goop 
deck boards that failed quality tests for some reason, or they didn't foam up properly. The reaction had happened or something. And those boards ended up being, they were garbage. They couldn't at that time, at least at that time, they weren't recycling with them. So they're garbage. So in the case of those boards, if they failed, they weren't hundred percent of the time going back to the hopper and being reused. So so that, yeah. So maybe that's the bode. Well, maybe that's why Fibron and TimberTech aren't a hundred percent. Right. Cause it's like 1% of like shitty PVC boards. Maybe that yeah. could be it. That maybe that's why I on a plant wide basis, that's how they're not hitting a hundred because yeah. of their PVC lines. Yeah. That's, that's a, the that's a good point. presumption I'm going to make anyway. That's what we're going to say here. Correct us. If you heard it here. Big brands. Yeah. Uh, so the amount of net water used during the manufacturing process. This is good too. Yeah. This is a, this is a good one. Here's something that I didn't think about until Trex said it was that Trex around all of their factories tries to vigorously control the amount of storm water runoff. And I was like, why the hell would you want to do that? It's because the chemicals from the process of making it get trapped in the air and then get put in the water. And if they were to run off in the storm water, they would like get into the soil and stuff like that. I see. So, you might not see it, but the the um, like the parts per million of plastic going into the water exactly. that they would be expelling out of their plant would be higher than what would be yeah acceptable. And so because of that, they have a closed loop recirculation system that runs the water through multiple cycles of reuse before being sent off to wastewater systems. And then they do some sort of filtration or yep. cleanup or something before it gets dumped out, presumably. Presumably. Um they also track the amount of water used from the public supply. Okay. So they try and collect as much rainwater and stuff like that to keep the public supply down. And so their numbers, I got, I actually have numbers here for this one. In 2019, they used 159 million gallons, 159.97 million gallons from the public supply. And in 2020, they went down to 178 million gallons. You mean they went up? Oh, yeah, they went up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. They went up. Interesting. But not by a lot. And so that's really good, too. That's not something you'd ever think about, but it's a, well, yeah, why wouldn't you take advantage of the fact that water comes from the sky? But it's cool that they water actually make the effort the to sky. collect that and use it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Fibron has a similar process to Trex. Uh, not as much detail on it, but they say they divert billions of gallons from ending up in wastewater, about 5,300 Olympic-sized swimming pools each year. And they by doing the same kind of closed-loop circulation process. system? Yeah. And then they eventually do dump it into the, the plumbing system of some sort. Yes, so that the municipality can deal with it. I wonder why they have to eventually end up dumping it. Like, why can't it just circulate forever? I wonder if it becomes too saturated with garbage, essentially. But you'd think they'd be able to just, like, filter that out. I wouldn't... So... I mean, that's I'm a sure good point. There'll be people from Trex and Fiber and TimberTech listening to this. They're going to be all over us well, now. Like, I'm curious. Why couldn't you just use it for... There's obviously a reason. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that they're doing it because they don't have a reason. I'm just curious what that reason is. I wonder... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. The water goes bad. The water goes bad. Timber Tech, same thing. 97, 97% of water is recycled. Closed loop water filtration system. It seems pretty standard across all of the companies. 
other than decorators. Because I mean, I think they that didn't they're... publish it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. So they the way they make their deck is a little bit, but not with a wood plastic composite though. Right. They probably make that very similarly to the other guys. So anyway, I believe that the primary source of that they use the water for in all those plants is just for cooling. As the boards come out of the extruder, they have little water little water jets that cool okay. the deck boards down. So, so maybe that's shape. why you can't reuse the water. Because if the water contains too many contaminants, it doesn't cool down the board properly. Is that a thing? Yeah. Water that has more contaminants won't cool something off. Like if your if your water has more or minerals holds heat longer? Yeah, if your water has more minerals in it, it'll boil at a lower temperature. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Look at that. So maybe. So again, a wash in the uh net water used category other than Yeah, the they all seem to have a similar which makes sense. They're all extruding. I they're three different brands, three different recipes. They're all making the same cookies, similar cookies in the same kinds of ovens. They even call the wood flour. Yeah. It's wood flour. Well, TimberTech does, right? Yeah. And then I think there's some other others that won't use that term. Wood fiber, wood, wood flour, fiber. wood whatever, yeah. Uh okay. Here's the here's the the dirty one though. I like this one a lot. Does the company have any environmental fines? Yeah, sure. Trex. Haney Construction, before we get to that, says, does Shane ever change his bath water or just try to filter it and save all the Yeah, why don't water you filter your you? water, Shane? I should. You're just going to scoop it out? <laughs> why don't we have a closed-loop system in our homes? Uh-oh. Did you just... Are we getting out of decking? <laughs> but really, though... I don't, I, I think that's a good point, actually, because it wouldn't take much. I mean, farms essentially have big fields that you, you put your wastewater into and then it goes back into the ground and you pull it out of the sump and. Yeah. What do they call that? There's a name for that. There's a, God, I don't remember. Anyways. But really though, you're right. Like I wouldn't. Like send it through some sort of filtration, of course. But why couldn't you? Why couldn't the water that you drain at least out of like? I get why you wouldn't want to reuse your toilet water, but why not? I guess it all dumps in the same drain. But if we were like if plumbing was to advance from what it's been for yeah, but why, centuries, yeah, why couldn't at least bath water go through some sort of filtration then be used then then be used again for bath water? Yeah, bath water, or even your toilet. Yeah, your toilet supply lines, hundred percent. Like, why can't they be filtered off? I get that you'd want to have a separate line for your drinking water. You wouldn't want to, like... You would have to have a separate line for your drinking water. Catch some corn in your teeth or something. But, but I agree. If you filtered it properly, why aren't we closed-loop filtering that system and catching all the rainwater? Why aren't houses designed that way? Elon? Yeah, that's right. Six billion dollars. <laughs> Did we just solve the world's problems on this podcast? We did. I think we did. So. Uh, if you pee facing the wind, you'll save on shower water, right? Is that still a closed loop? Sure. Yeah. I mean, as long as you don't open your mouth. Uh, USMC says many people who live off grid use bath and dishwater to flush toilets. I mean, we all get very creative when we start camping. We solve these problems when we're yeah. camping, right? Yeah, it's right. Like, uh, you you wash your hands and you do the dishes in the same dishwater and then you use that water to like... like yeah. If it's yellow, let it mellow. Right. If it's brown, flush it down. Yeah, we get a lot more conservative when we're out and closer to nature. <laughs> but, like, 
Okay, let's get to the fine. You know where this all falls apart? Okay, what? <laughs> Those people who say they stomp poop down the drain. Yeah. You don't want to stamp. You don't want to You're not that stamp. person, are you? No. Why do those people exist? Who peeing takes a, in the shower? Who takes a poop it. in the I'll shower? I'll pee in the shower, no problem. You, I have no problem peeing in the shower. But you've never... <laughs> I've never, never like, pooed in the shower. You've never, like, had to fart, and then, like, a nope. little comes out, nope. and then you, like, push it down the drain nope. with your big toe. I've, <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've heard people... It's just on the internet, so I don't know how real it is, but I've heard people, like justifying that they're like oh no i i would, <laughs> I would, you would totally, totally drop a deuce in the shower and just like stomp it down the drain <laughs> what that's got to be so what bad wrong with you oh man okay environmental fines you ready yeah i'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna now. i'm gonna call it all i am now i'm gonna call it out i'm not nice to anybody here oh oh tracks has zero fines between 2018 and 2020 but has three environmental fines in total so nothing as of late. Nothing as of late. But in their early years, 2008, 2010, and 2012, racked up over $77,000 worth of environmental fines. Does it say what they were for? Uh, no, it didn't. It just said that they had them. Forgive my lack of excitement, but I feel like $77,000 worth of fines to a company that makes billions was probably pretty minor stuff. Yeah. One of them was $66,000 alone, though. I just feel like if that was a serious thing, if it was like a really bad thing, that it would have been like a million bucks. So is this their fault though, or is it like, is this a government issue? Like, shouldn't they be putting more money against these companies then? Well, maybe, but without knowing what the actual issue was, I don't know. I don't know. Like, the, you would have to think it would be water related. Yes, I would assume. Because what else would the government be regulating? They're not going to come in and be like, you said you reused 100% of your boards yeah. back in the hopper, and today you didn't. Yeah. Unless they were talking carbon emissions. Could be carbon emissions. But anyways, I feel like, yeah, like, like shame on you, Trex. But it's been, it's also been, if, if that's up to date and accurate, then they haven't been dinged for nine years. No. And they talk about that a lot in there. Like who am I to judge? I get speeding tickets fairly often. And like, (laughs) I wish I'd gone nine years since my last one. Right. Exactly. But, um, so yeah, like violations, bad violations. They seem like they're small. They are small, but I did find them. Fibron has none, but Fortune Brands has two. Okay. But they're for different companies, so I don't know if they count. Yeah, probably not then. Yeah, right? One of them's for cabinets, and the other one's is just for Fortune Oh, well, that's Brands. not it. Yeah, that's not against Fibron. Fibron only joined Fortune Brands probably like four years ago. So they definitely four years don't ago? count then. Um, yeah, they were bought by them. Well, that time frame. So that stuff might even happen before Fibron is even part of the mix, potentially. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Good for Fibron. Good it, for not violating and paying money on fines and stuff. Azek and TimberTech also don't have any, but they've changed names three times in the last few years. Say what? So Azek, Oh, you think that you're not finding the I can't ports because the name has changed? Yes. Because they used to be CPG International. Procell, CPG, TimberTech, yeah. Azek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Decorators has six ufp has six in total whoa yeah hold on here the guys who have taught nothing (laughs) no good news they have bad news yeah okay they got bad news they got six in total and specifically so when we were talking about like 
where they are is what I was thinking about. Like, where are these finds located? Because they own, like, mills and stuff like that, too, right? Yeah. UFP. One of them was in Texas, though. And isn't that where one of their plants is? Uh, I don't recall where the, all their manufacturing happens. It was a $74,000 fine, though. But we don't know what for again. We don't know what for. And it's against UFP? It was against UFP. So it could have been anything. There's nothing again. against, like, Decorators doesn't exist in the system as a company. Right. So it may have been for other things that they manufacture as well. Yes. Maybe not specifically the decking. But So six in what time period? In a seven-year time period, it looks like. From, like, seven years ago to now? Yeah. So more recent as well. More recent, yeah. I know, right? So... Okay, hold they're on. All, they're U- all UMC bad guys. USMC has a. He's interjecting here with some. He says this is misleading. That's misleading. The Environmental Protection Agency tried to fine us for camping on endangered dirt in the California desert. True story. Oh, what's misleading? Yeah, what is misleading about that? <laughs> Which something we said? Something. Yeah. Anyways, fine us for camping on endangered dirt. In the, interesting. Okay, I'm going to leave that last comment from Haney alone. Okay, if you're in the Instagram, you get to read that stuff. The commitment to the company to uh, the commitment of the company to eco friendliness is my last category. Okay, how do you feel that we're doing so far? Who anybody standing above? Uh, no, actually, I feel like everyone's pretty even, other okay. than decorators because they don't talk about it, which means they lose this last category too. Okay. Um. So, the easiest people to find stuff on were Trex and TimberTech. Fibron was Fibron had a page, uh, but it wasn't as. I mean, I guess it was pretty good. They have Fibron Balance. That's their like yeah thing. Um, so first, I was going to talk about an eco an environmental policy. Uh, all of the big companies have one, including Decorators. They're pretty standard. Hey, we're going to protect the environment. I was going to say sustainable. The policies are all just kind of, they're just like fluffy, like jargon. Yay. Earth kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yay. Earth. Uh, but they all have one. Do they market their greenness? Trex definitely markets their greenness. Yeah. Super in-depth marketing. They even paid for Google ads to promote the articles showing their eco-friendliness. Okay. So when you type in like Trex eco-friendly ads, pop up, pop up at the top. Right. 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 They've um, always seemed to be like, I know the fiber on balancing, the fiber on messaging really, really started to come out like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but Trex for as long as I can remember has really been pushing that 95% recycled content, mm-hmm. that environmental friendly message has been around for a long time from them. Yep. They also have an environmental outreach program called Next Trex. Okay. That has over 32,000 collection locations across the U.S. and Canada and a school program for collecting bags, and in return for collecting plastic bags, they donate benches and birdhouses back to them. Interesting. So hold on, this collection program—they're collecting what? You're just you're recycling or bags. or bags, bags? Yeah, like plastic bags. Plastic bags. It has nothing to do with with uh, recapturing cutoffs from decking or old decking. That is Azac. Okay, Azac has that as well. And I don't so, mean to make you skip ahead. No, that's okay. So, yeah, so they they really, Trex is like all on board. Super easy to find. Um, 
they're definitely pushing that they are environmentally friendly. All the messaging is like, why use wood? We save trees kind of messaging, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Timber Tech, also very green forward um, in terms of the decking industry. The company as a whole seems to have uh, ingrained the environmental approach into their company culture as well, though. So all of their corporate buildings follow, like, the lead standards. Right, the right. exceeds the lead standards. Okay. Which is the environmental standards for building and, yep. and making your uh, buildings environmentally friendly. Yes. And they have a sustainability page as well called the AZEC Full Circle PVC Recycling Message. And okay. they take cutoffs as well. They have bins. So we, talk, we talked about this off the record a little bit a week or two ago about the collection thing. I've never seen one anywhere. No. But maybe. that doesn't mean they're not out there. Like maybe it's just not in Canada or maybe it's not in smaller markets. I mean, we I'm live in sure. Saskatchewan. Yeah. It's not like there's a lot of people Not a big here. collection facility here. So, but that's good because I think at one point somebody had asked that question on a previous podcast, whether there was somewhere to take cutoffs and we said, not to our knowledge. And somebody from TimberTech, I don't remember who it was, reached out and was like, actually, we do that. Yes. Like, oh, okay. So now here's a chance for us to clear the air on that. Apparently they do have collection centers for cutoffs and waste and whatnot. So yeah. That's good. Uh, decorators, nothing. And yeah, Fibron has the Fibron balance page, which is basically just fancy marketing infographics. Right. And that's it. Yeah, it's, it, it seems to me that as though Fibron has always had, like they probably haven't changed anything as far as how green they are. They've mm-hmm. likely have always been green. They're just getting louder about it. And we were yep. told to expect that when they became part of Fortune Brands is that their marketing budget was going to increase substantially. And I think that's probably just a result of that. Yeah. Now they get to talk about their goodness too. Yeah. Because they have money to support it. Exactly. There it is. My final question on it was, do they have the stats to back it up? Okay. And what did you find? Uh, Trex does, obviously. They have uh, stats in their ECG reports, ESG reports um, on their website with reduction in environmental impact and commitment to improve every part of their business environmentally. And they have won multiple sustainability awards from third parties. Not sure if they paid for them or not, but... Right. Uh, same with Fibron, but they had an independent third-party assessment done and certified that Fibron has a minimum of 94% pre-consumer recycled wood fiber and plastic content. So they had someone double check their work. Right. Which is... Undoubtedly, all of these guys that are using numbers have done something similar. Exactly. None of these companies would be going out there and and claiming things without having them pretty securely like legalized on the back end. Yeah. Uh, TimberTech and AZEC, though... They had stats for um, the life cycle, uh, life cycle analysis of each board, PVC and uh, wood composite versus traditional wood. Okay. And the uh, greenhouse waste emissions based on both of them. And they found that their products were under the life cycle of a wood product in terms of carbon footprint, and waste emissions. Gotcha. So that's what they published. So even, because you might not assume that maybe, you might assume potentially that manufacturing a pro, like an engineered product like that as opposed to just cutting down and planing wood would, would generate 
whatever, whether a larger carbon footprint or some sort of environmental impact greater than what wood would. And what, what wood you're would. saying is what their, their reports are saying is that, nope, uh, not true. Yeah, exactly. We actually have a smaller footprint than a lumber mill. The lumber mill, all that, uh, all of their carbon footprint seems to come at the end of life of the product though. Right. And l- these guys probably don't have to count the fact that they take the cutoffs from the mill. I was thinking that, yeah. Which is already like has already they counted already, towards their carbon footprint. Doesn't get count double counted into theirs. They already like, cut they down the cheat trees, a little bit. So yeah, yeah. So that's. Cool. I would say they're all even, though. Other than well, between TimberTech, Fibron, Trex. Yeah, sure. They're all talking about it. They're all trying to get out there and in front of the green messaging. But if somebody is has like environmental environmental sustainability or green or whatever you want to call it in their list of like their top threes of what they're looking for in a decking product. They're probably not choosing deckers based on that. Based on that. No, that, uh, whatever you just did there, that investigation you just did there. They're, they're doing their own homework. There was, it was, I spent it like a couple hours looking for material on the internet for decorators and nobody had anything. There wasn't even people like, spouting off information about it interesting precision construction says looks like ufp and decorators need to get on their environmental impact and sustainability information yes maybe it exists but not easy enough to find would be the moral of today's story or maybe it doesn't exist like certain maybe it doesn't exist maybe it doesn't exist maybe the story is just not i'm pretty good at looking through google so i'm pretty (laughs) sure i could have found it if the story is not that great you're not going to tell it especially when compared to others they may have decided that's true and this is like i'm just spitballing here but they maybe decided that their message didn't look very strong against the other message therefore having no message was was the best. less of an impact than having yeah. a poor message right so who knows um but they're certainly not gonna be in the top selections if that's important to somebody are there other environmentally responsible products that that you could use if you didn't want to go composite well i th- like I said, I think I feel like there's a you can probably spin a green message out of most products, a lot of them, except for like hardwoods that are forested out of right tropical rainforest. There's not much to be said for that. But that person, like, then you could also say like it also lasts eighty years. Oh, okay. I guess yeah. maybe that's better than cutting softwoods down nine times to get a deck that lasts as long as that. Like you can spin it that way, maybe. Um, but if you're looking at hardwoods, I think. Um, like the bamboo products right. present a pretty good yep. alternative that gives you a hardwood experience and feel and touch and maintenance schedule and everything else, but it's made from grass that grows fast. Like right. bamboo is harvestable within what, six years? Something like that, yeah. And so, you know, as opposed to these other trees that are hacking in the rainforest that are like harvestable after like 120 years. Right, they would take forever. Yeah. So there's other products that are there. I, I feel like... Probably the most environmentally friendly messaging you hear anyway is coming from the, the composite guys. Mm-hmm. I can't think of one off the top of my head that's being louder about environment than them. Is the environmentally sustainable uh, topic on the top of your mind when you go to buy things? Like anything or decking? Anything, we'll say. Um, only if it's for a product that has a reputation for not being environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like I would want to buy appliances that have whatever they call that rating. It's like a, you know, 
Oh, energy efficiency. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't even know if I'm doing that because of the environment or because I just want a lower power bill, to be quite <laughs> frank. Right? And I haven't right. shot for appliances right. for years. So I'm they just, should just call it money savings. Just trying to think. But my next truck, like I'd be interested in going uh, EV on my next truck, potentially. Yep. I also don't understand. I, I don't know what to believe out there because there's certainly lots of stuff out there. Maybe this is just the internet being stupid, but there's certainly lots of stuff going around too that claims that EV vehicles and the batteries that come out of them are not exactly environmentally friendly either. Right. So I don't know what to think about that, but certainly when it comes to a product there where it's like, is burning, is burning fossil fuels bad for the environment? Yes, it is. Therefore, if there's a better alternative, I'll consider it for sure. Yeah, if there's a way to stop it. But if I was bit. shopping for like composite decking, no, I would not go, I would not do what you just did and be like, which one? You know, oh, yeah. Trex is 95 and these guys are only 80. Uh, done deal. Right. Like that, I wouldn't weigh it that heavily for myself. Mm-hmm. No. You? No, I don't think I would either, honestly. Uh, I Yeah, it didn't even really cross my mind until we started this episode. Yeah. But I know it is for some. They talk and, about it. And obviously when you're comparing yourselves against uh, wood products or competing against wood products and wood like deforestation and whatnot is such a hot topic, of course you're going to want to be a little bit loud about the fact that you don't contribute to that. Right, exactly. In fact, you're using the off waste from, like you're taking the the waste from that process that's already happening and, and reusing it. So, so here's like the you're question, helping though. the guys, you're helping the bad guys to minimize their waste even. Right. So how what happens to the composite decking industry when the bad guys stop right. foresting? <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> I had that thought in the middle of you talking a little while ago and I was going to jump in, but it's like, yeah, the irony of this whole thing is that if the lumber, if the they lumber stop cutting stop, trees down, yeah. tracks would have to start cutting trees down. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> or find a new filler. And Where maybe gonna... maybe that's what decorators is waiting for. Oh yeah, they're like when well, the, the the day happens, yep. the, when the day when happens, it, when, when all happens. The, when all the sawdust is gone, we'll still be pumping out decking. We're just gonna crush up some more chalk, <laughs> yeah, and make some boards out of it, <laughs> right? So maybe there's a maybe there's, it's a long play, a slow play mm-hmm. on their part. Uh, anything else that you want to touch on from that? You you don't feel that there was a winner in your research? You weren't like, oh, I really feel like Trax is ahead of the game here. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a, t- a three-way tie and then decorators. Uh, I would say Trex is, was the best at, at telling everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And so from that, I would say they're probably the winner. Okay. In Bryce's humble opinion. There you go. Well, that's all I got to say about that, Bryce. Thanks for doing all the research on that one. It was interesting. And for anybody who's looking for green options, there you go. There's a start. Hey, Take it easy. Thank you for See you later. listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site, come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.